It's Monday, January 1st, 2018. Happy New Year. This is Simple Tech News. What's up, everybody? I'm your host, James Thomas, and this is Simple Tech News, the weekly podcast where we discuss the week's top tech news and stories, offer up our thoughts and opinions, and ask you to chime in on the conversation via Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter at Simple Tech News and let us know what you're thinking using the hashtag Simple Tech News. Now, I know this is a, a special episode of Simple Tech News happening on a Monday, but I did have some family come in this past weekend for New Year's Eve, so please bear with me. I figured what, what better way to start the year than with an episode of Simple Tech News. This week, we have stories from Apple, Google, and Uber, plus some gaming news regarding PUBG and Xbox One. And you know what? Xbox may have just become the best home media player with one simple addition. But let's start off with, well, let's start off with the bad news. A troubling story uh, regarding Amazon, Microsoft, and sex trafficking. Yeah, you heard that correctly. Amazon and Microsoft employees have been caught up in a sex trafficking sting. Now, the story comes from Newsweek, who have reportedly obtained two years of emails sent to, and these are quotes, pimps and brothels between 2014 and 2016 that detail the tech industry's purchasing of services from those brothels and from trafficked sex workers. Now, among the emails, 67 were sent from Microsoft employee email accounts, 63 were Amazon accounts, and dozens from companies like Boeing, T-Mobile, Oracle, and local Seattle tech firms. 18 individuals, including high-level uh, Amazon and Microsoft directors, have been arrested as a result of a 2015 sting operation. And I mean, dang, this story, it's personally one that I had no idea was really an issue that's just running rampant through the tech industry. I, I really had no idea. I mean, of course, over the years, the tech industry has a well-documented history uh, with cases of sexism and diversity, or lack thereof, but sex trafficking? Damn, like that's some pretty heavy stuff. If you want to learn more about this story, I recommend reading the article on Newsweek. Again, pretty crazy stuff, but let's switch gears to a much less disturbing topic. Uh, this one is actually regarding the company Forever 21. And, well, I guess if you're a Forever 21 customer, uh, this story could be pretty disturbing to you as well. Uh, between April 3rd and November 18th of 2017, a large number of point of sales terminals across the US were breached. That's right, if you shopped at Forever 21, uh, at a Forever 21 store in 2017, there's a chance that your credit card information may have been stolen. Uh, the report comes from CNET, and while Forever 21 hasn't provided any numbers on how many customers were affected, it did say that card numbers, expiration dates, uh, verification codes, and even some cardholder names were obtained by hackers. Systems outside, this, uh, outside of the U.S. are still being investigated, but purchases done online weren't affected by the breach. Now, I'm not a patron of Forever 21, but several companies recently have suffered from similar attacks. Uh, that's why I always recommend checking your financial accounts regularly. Personally, I do daily. And I also use an app called Privacy for my online purchases. Privacy basically connects, uh, connects to an account of your choice, 
and allows you to create temporary or burner card numbers or merchant specific cards that can only be used at that specific merchant. Now, both of these features work to protect you from breaches just like this one um, that affect online purchases. Companies never receive your actual card information. Uh, and if it's just a one use card and someone does obtain that information, that, that can't be used again to make additional purchases. It's just a one-time use card. Uh, you can also set spending limits uh, for cards that you want to have reoccurring so that any extra charges uh, that occur will be denied. It's, it's really just a pretty great app with an awesome Google Chrome extension. Um, and if you're worried about security, privacy is PCI DSS compliant, meaning that they're held to the same rigorous standards uh, for security as your bank. They also have a full <clears throat> security section on their website that goes into great detail about how they protect you and your information. This isn't a sponsor or anything. I just personally love the service. Um, this story just reminded me of it. Uh, so if you wanna take a look, if you're interested, the website is privacy.com. Next up, sticking with apps is Kodi. The popular open source home theater software is now available worldwide on Xbox One's digital store. This is a fantastic ad for Xbox One and goes a long way to making Xbox One the top choice for home entertainment slash streaming devices on the market. Kodi is a very powerful and customizable software uh, that's become really popular on PCs, probably best known for its third-party add-ons that allow users to stream pirated content um, on any device that will run the Kodi software. Obviously, Kodi uh, doesn't endorse this type of use, but they haven't really been too quick to eliminate that kind of functionality, so it's safe to say that this will be a big feature that Xbox users uh, will end up using. Now, the app on Xbox isn't exactly the same as it is on PC, but the app is still in development, so additional features should definitely be coming in 2018. Nonetheless, Xbox One now has even more entertainment options, and I might just have to start using it more. We'll see if it can push uh, you know, the Chromecast to the backseat in my house. I'll be sure to let you know if it happens. Uh, speaking of Chrome and Google, we have two quick stories. First, Google quietly stopped selling the Pixel C tablet. Now, the Pixel C was a beautiful Android tablet released by Google uh, about two years ago now. Uh, the device, unfortunately, didn't do so well solely because of the lackluster tablet experience from Android, in my opinion. Uh, apps still aren't optimized on Android for tablets as they should be. And with the rise of Chromebooks in the mainstream market, Android tablets have just fallen to the wayside. Google is committed to updating and supporting the Pixel C, however, um, uh, as they are, but however, they are pushing the Pixel Book as the best replacement, saying that the new newly launched device uh, combines the best parts of a laptop and tablet for those looking for a versatile device. For me, it's a bittersweet story because honestly, the Pixel C, when it was released, I was completely smitten by it. I mean, fantastic build quality uh, that truly uh, rivaled offerings from Samsung and Apple. It was completely unique. It had an innovative, funky magnetic keyboard. Uh, if only Android devs and Google put you know, more of their efforts into the Android tablet experience, it would be amazing. If they did, Android tablets would have been resurrected and, and the tablet market as a whole would have, have shot up and just been spearheaded by the Pixel C, in my opinion. It was a gorgeous device, but ultimately it was handicapped by poor software and app experience 
and honestly, it, it was a really steep price. They kept the Pixel C at full price all the way till the end though. It was a pretty Apple-esque move, and I'm sure it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. But hey, the way I see it, Google isn't trying to just compete with Apple. They're trying to become a true peer of Apple's. One that provides the same high quality, uh, the same fantastic experience, beautiful hardware, and a price that reflects all their efforts to that quality. Um, Apple doesn't do discounts, so in their eyes, why should Google? Uh, but I digress. Moving on, let's stick with Google though. Chromebooks should be able to run Android apps in the background very, very soon. This feature is one I was surprised didn't actually exist already uh, because you, I mean, you don't really want your apps running in the background um, on your phone. Uh, that equals bad battery life, but I just assumed they would have made this a thing for Chromebooks. Um, Android, if you're unaware, they basically pause apps in the background. Again, great for apps, uh, great for mobile phone uh, battery life, but it's horrible on, on laptops. Uh, Chrome Unbox was the first to notice this feature. It's called Android Parallel Tasks within Chrome OS 64, which is only available on Google's beta channel. Now, this feature is expected to arrive on the public version uh, very soon, but as a Chromebook user, I'm just happy to see that Google is continuing to make steps, uh, take steps forward to improve the Android app experience on Chrome OS, making things more robust, more desktop-like. It's a promising future for Chromebooks, and again, as a user, I'm really excited about that. Next, a quick story. In the gaming world, PUBG, aka Players Unknown, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, has become a record breaker. The immensely popular PC and now Xbox multiplayer shooter has put up some impressive numbers. Uh, in December alone, they had some 25 million players on PC overall and amassed, I want to say, 1 million players on Xbox One in the first 48 hours. Uh, but on December 29th, PUBG had over 3 million simultaneous players. For reference, the second place slot was occupied by Dota 2 with only 700,000. That's crazy stuff. Uh, it looks like I'll need to hop on the PUBG bandwagon very, very soon. Speaking of bandwagons, Japanese tech giant SoftBank Group is jumping on the Uber bandwagon. They've bought a 20% stake in Uber. They will also get two seats on the newly expanded Uber's uh, Uber board of directors. Now, SoftBank is also working to purchase additional shares from early investors, and they've quickly amassed a large portfolio of, te of technology companies over the years. I mean, Sprint, Arm, uh, uh, Boston Dynamics, and now Uber, all SoftBank additions over the last five years or so. And SoftBank, they also have stakes in major Uber competitors around the world. It really looks like they believe in the future of travel, Uber being a huge player there, and it's really going to be interesting to see how uh, Uber is affected by this, I guess you could say, acquisition. Uh, and finally, let's talk about the most popular story over the past few days and weeks, and that is, you got it, Apple and their intentional slowing down of older iPhones. Yeah, all you Apple fanboys, the rumors and speculation that have permeated the tech world for years has been confirmed by Apple themselves. Thanks to users on Reddit, it is now confirmed that Apple throttles processor speeds on older iPhones. Apple's reasoning? 
battery performance. Uh, I don't know if I believe that, but some users are reporting that the replacement of batteries does return the phone back to its original performance. Uh, however, without the replacement, an iPhone CPU performance can be cut down by more than half. Many iPhone users over the years, including myself, have experienced this slowdown and think there's just something wrong with the phone, uh, something that broke, or some sort of bug. But, however, it's just a battery replacement that's needed. A pretty cheap fix considering a new iPhone 10 costs like a thousand dollars. Honestly, story really doesn't surprise me. I've long accused companies, including Apple, of planned obsolescence, but really here the lack of transparency, uh, transparency regarding the reasons why is what seems to be hitting the nerves of a lot of iPhone users and really just people in general. A simple battery placement, I mean $79 I want to say it was, direct from Apple themselves, basically gives you a brand new phone in terms of, a, in terms of performance from a performance standpoint. The way I see it, just be more transparent or make battery replacements more user-friendly. I mean, user-friendly fixes and upgrades really isn't Apple's game, but I mean, come on, there's no need to buy a new phone if I just need to buy a new battery. Nonetheless, the fallout was swift and strong, so much so that Apple released an apology. They also offered to replace the battery for anyone with an iPhone 6 or later uh, for $29, starting in late January through December 2018. Also, they're looking to add features to iOS that provide more information regarding battery health in early 2018 so that users can be aware when their batteries are no longer capable of supporting max phone performance. Again, this is all well and good, but it's just too late in my opinion. You know, look, I get it from a business standpoint, planned obsolescence makes sense. It makes sense for Apple. They want to sell you a new product every year, an expensive product, and really, Expensive products that should all should under all circumstances last much longer than a year if left alone an iPhone should last several years without any major issues I mean a cracked screen replacement here battery replacement there and you're good But that doesn't make Apple as much money as a brand new 800 to a thousand dollar phone every single years every single year I mean not a good look Apple you got caught with your pants down you got caught with your hand in the cookie jar you owned up to it once you got caught, but you clearly had no issue keeping this a secret until you absolutely couldn't deny it. Now we all know, we all know it's been confirmed, it's true, tech companies like Apple only care about one thing, and that's profit. And I get it, but it's true. And they will do anything they can to ensure that profit number keeps climbing. Now, even if that means planned obsolescence and just throttling your iPhone performance into the ground. Morals, the right thing to do, doing right by the customers, not a top priority for these companies. We all know this to be true, and sometimes the truth hurts. All you can do is accept this fact and make choices in the future based on those facts. Okay, as long as you know that phones in 2017, 2018, 2019 are meant to have a one and a half to two year max on them, and you accept that, you'll enjoy your purchases just as much as you, you have before this store even broke. And if you want to make your devices last as long as they should, be prepared to do some research, some testing, some tinkering. It can be fun, you know, battery placement here, place your own screen there, whatever. In the end, you might just end up getting a few more years out of that 2015 MacBook or iPhone 5S.
And that's it for this episode of Simple Tech News. Apple, Google, Uber, Amazon, Microsoft, Cody, even Forever 21, all making noise in the tech world this week. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Simple Tech News and let us know, does the Apple battery controversy bother you? Are you an owner of an older iPhone? Or if you were, would you have kept the phone if performance didn't decrease? Also, I'm interested in knowing how many Pixel C users are still out there. Are you bummed to see this product being retired like I am? Tweet at us. Let us know using the hashtag SimpleTechNews. Thank you all for listening and supporting the podcast. Make sure to favorite the podcast on Anchor or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single episode, especially this week because we have the Pixel 2 and Google Home Mini review coming. Again, follow us on Twitter at Simple Tech News to get updates on all the tech stories throughout the week. Once again, I'm James Thomas. This is Simple Tech News. Have a great week. We'll catch you this Saturday. Take care and have a happy new year.